Welcome to Markitecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Mike Shields, and I'm here with Jason Fairchild. He's the co-founder and CEO of TV Scientific. Hey, Jason, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's start from the top with the big question is really, what does your company do? TV Scientific is a performance platform for connected TV and OTT. So what that means is we cater to really digital-first, performance-oriented advertisers that spend a lot of money on paid search and social. And we, our platform helps them bridge over to buy connected TV in exactly the same way they buy search and social. That is against a very clear set of performance metrics that is very different from the traditional TV, the legacy traditional TV market. So our platform speaks in a very digital first language and expresses outcomes in terms of what marketers are used to seeing, cost per website visitor, cost per sale, ROAS, cost per install, and so forth. Uh, so that's what we do. And we're plugged into 95% of the, the ad-supported connected TV ecosystem. When you say you are a platform, are you primarily for the buy side or are you working with sellers as well? Because you have a deal with NBC, but you're catering to certain kinds of advertisers. Yeah. I mean, because in a sense, it's a two-sided marketplace where you need to work with both supply in order to serve the needs of a demand partner, an advertiser, we need to work very directly with supply. So the answer is really both. And the way that works is, as I mentioned, at a high level, we're plugged into almost all of the ad-supported connected TV programmers with two exceptions. One is really the, the walled gardens exceptions. Uh, one is YouTube and the other one is Amazon. And they basically hold on to their own inventory pretty tightly. Mm-hmm. Everyone else we work with, whether it's, you know, whether it's NBCU or, or Paramount or you name it, we're plugged into them in one of two ways. One is through a bidding technology, uh, so real-time bidding, or two, we also work with ad servers. So if a publisher wants us to work with them on an ad tag basis, we can do that. So we want to be agnostic as to how the piping works with the supply side of the of the universe. And the other thing to note is all of our relationships on the supply side are one-to-one relationships where they're expressed in terms of private marketplace deals or programmatic guarantee deals. We don't do any open market buying, which is important from a pricing and a curation point of view. Okay. Um, so that's how we work with the supply side of the universe. All right. I want to ask you about that in a moment, but um, yep. it sounds like you probably offer a degree of media planning slash budget allocation help but you are, to be clear, you are buying, you're executing transactions through your platform, correct? Yes, we, uh, on behalf, either advertisers with hands-on keyboard can execute their own campaigns or we can do it through a main of service either with them or on their behalf. Right. Um, so yes, we are, we are spending, uh, they're loading up a budget, a daily budget or a monthly budget, setting up campaign targeting and parameters and then pushing go and that spend executes on our platform, yes. So my mind goes towards, this sounds like a DSP for connected television, but then you also sounds like, uh, you know, the products that Facebook and Google have to where, where you can execute buys, which are you closer to either of those? And then what happens to brands that use companies like the trade desk to do CTV or stuff like that? Yeah. So we don't talk about ourselves as a DSP because as soon as you talk about a DSP, you think about this very complicated, specialized platform that requires training that is not purpose-built for connected TV or purpose-built for performance advertising, one might argue that Trade Desk, for example, has literally thousands of optional partners built into the platform that a marketer 
could use to achieve certain objectives. But the reality is they're not purpose-built for performance TV, and we are, meaning all of the things that you need, attribution, targeting, third-party data segments, are all built into the platform in an easy-to-use manner, and measurement attribution is part of it. So it's much closer to a Google console or a Facebook ad console than it is to Trade Desk. And most DSPs, I would just call them Generation 1 DSPs, are, if you think about really what they're built for, they're built for distribution of media spend at scale. So in the case of Trade Desk, and they've obviously accomplished a bunch of great things, what they're really good at is serving the needs of, of their ad agency partners or customers. And those ad agency customers are serving the needs of major brands. And what that comes down to is media planning and execution and throughput of media spend at scale. Very different from what a Google console might do, which is, yes, it spends dollars, but to achieve a specific performance-oriented objective. So that's what we do for CTV okay. specifically. So is that, that implies to me there are two things, maybe to me if you're right. Technologically, those companies were built for web-based media, display media, not CTV. And there's probably an advantage to be being built specifically for this medium. But those are also built for companies, for brands that have ad agencies and big budgets. And this is for the small to mid-sized business that advertises in social media typically. Is that are either of those things correct? Partially. So I think the first part is correct. The platforms that you mentioned are built for agencies that serve large brands, that have large media budgets. Uh, and they're really good at you know reach and frequency type metrics um, against target demo or target audience segments. I mean, they're really good at that. Our platform is purpose-built for CTV, but more importantly, it's purpose-built for achieving outcomes. So if you think about agencies, you know their primary metric is driving awareness through reach and frequency type marketing against target demo, and that's their KPI. What they don't generally care about is results. Results meaning, did, did you reach a person that made a purchase or downloaded an app or whatever the KPI is? That is very specialized, and Google and Facebook do that pretty well. So we are much closer to Google and Facebook uh, in terms of how we have built our product than we are to a traditional DSP. And you mentioned a lot of your integrations, you were working with all the different streaming platforms, you said, but you don't really do the open exchange thing. You said you don't work with YouTube or Amazon, but what about, what about like the SSPs, the companies that will aggregate media? Are you staying away from that market right now? No, we've announced, uh, uh, last year we announced a major partnership with Magnite, for example, where we work with their teams to get access to inventory and really access to relationships for CTV publishers. Uh, with their performance team. And their performance team really advocates this new class of demand to CTV publishers. So I'll just back up for one second. You've mentioned that these buyers are typically smaller compared to, say, traditional agency-type customers. And while that's true, it's actually a much larger pool of potential demand. Mm -hmm. um, so stepping back, the traditional TV industry is, is about a $70 billion industry uh, what's remarkable, though, is that 80% of that industry is concentrated to 500 brands. This is the Ford, the Delta Airlines, yep. you know, the, the large advertisers. If you compare that to paid search and social, there are 9 million advertisers and generating a far larger spend, like 150 to $170 billion a year. So two to three times larger than the TV industry is this pool of demand. So our thesis, our founding thesis is, hey, what if we do for connected TV, what we did back in the day for paid search, and I started my career in paid search, 
which is democratized access. So make it available for any marketer from, you know, from P&G to the flower shop down the street and then make it very performance oriented. So make it so finally marketers can measure TV performance in exactly the same way they measure digital performance in a very deterministic way where we connect the dots between an ad exposure and an outcome on a one-to-one deterministic basis. I definitely want to get into that market and why that hasn't happened yet and why it might happen now. But uh, let's start with maybe you just like, who is a, who's a typical customer for your company? Then maybe we can um, get into like some specific use cases if you could. Sure. Well, really it's anyone that has a performance KPI that wants to sell something or wants someone to download an app or fill out a form, whatever that metric is. But we think about it in a couple of silos, at least today. One large silo is direct-to-consumer or D2C category. This is the Dollar Shave Club. Any company that wants to sell directly to consumer, usually through a website, from eyeglasses to you know teeth whitening, you name it. There's literally thousands of these companies that have decided to bypass big box retailers, um, which is historically effective, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of friction around it to selling direct. So D2C is one category. Mm-hmm. And by the way, their metric is ultimately ROAS, return on ad spend. That's how they think about media spend in Google, Facebook, and now in Connect TV. Right. The second category is app install marketing, which covers a bunch of categories from meditation apps to gaming, uh, casual gaming, et cetera. Casual gaming app marketing, by the way, is a $100 billion market by itself. So this app install market is huge. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv.